Hiya, folks. It's time to put your mouse ears on for the Mouse Ears podcast with Brooks, Kara, Kelton, and Steph, where we discuss all things travel, but mostly Disney. Brought to you by Fairytale Journeys Travel. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Mouse Ears Podcast. I'm one of your hosts this evening, Stephanie, and with me, I have two other hosts. I have Brooks. Hey, Brooks. How are you doing tonight? Doing well. Howdy ho, everyone. <laughs> and our other host is actually a guest, a fan favorite, returning FTJ agent, Elise Woodley. How are you, Elise? Thanks for coming back again. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back. Absolutely. We had such a fun time with you for our episode on Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, so we felt it appropriate to have you come back and talk about tonight's topic, which is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas topic. Once again, you were there for the very first party, which just so happened to be on November 9th, and we've heard nothing but great things from you prior to this episode. And we are just so excited to get into that Christmas spirit. I don't know about you guys. I still haven't put my Christmas tree up, but I'm definitely starting to listen to Christmas music, buying presents, getting really in the spirit. Disney does a great job of doing that. Um, what about you guys? When do you guys put up your Christmas tree, by the way? So I actually, it, it depends. If you ask me when do I put up a Christmas tree or when does my wife put up a Christmas tree are two completely different things. So we actually already have the Christmas tree out fluffed uh, before I could get on to record this episode. I had to pull out all the ornament boxes from the garage so she could work on that while we record. If it was up to me, it would be after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm after Thanksgiving type of girl. What about you, Elise? Front door decorations and swag went up on November 1st. Um, Before I left for the Christmas party, I had my mantle done. And then tomorrow and Wednesday, I will be working on my trees. Um, And just so you know, I was the first person to get Christmas nails by my nail tech on November 1st in preparation for this party. So I'm already Mrs. Christmas, but I really looked at this year walking around with peppermint nails November. Oh, that is so great. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I just okay. Can we back up just a second? You said trees plural. Oh, y'all have not heard about me. okay. Um, I have a family tree that's done in red and white, and it has our commemorative ornaments through the years. And we had so many Christmas ornaments from our Disney trips and Disney ornaments that I have a Disney tree. Um, so I have a nine foot family tree. I have a six foot Disney tree. And then I bought an ornament on my first fairytale journeys familiarization trip. And my husband told me it couldn't go on the family tree because it was only for me. It didn't include the family and I'm respectful, but I'm also petty. And so I went and bought another Christmas tree and it's nothing but fairytale journeys ornament. And it goes in our bedroom in the bay <laughs> it's window. So brilliant. I, I'm <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, guys. Elise. Merry oh. Christmas, you filthy I've animal. <laughs> I've started in the boys' game room, and it's a um, seven-foot flock tree that will be all gaming and, like, boy-oriented. So game controllers, Pokemon. 
That's still fun. Mario characters. That's yeah. So yes, trees, trees. So it's <laughs> it's very festive at the Woodley household. I love to hear it. <laughs> uh, so I take all of my children before we get off the wall and make a gallery of Christmas images and. They thought I was like adopting them out because I took their like kindergarten graduation photos <laughs> off the wall. You go all out, pull out all I'm the all stops. <laughs> so you're kind of in the same Christmas spirit as Disney because they also start to bring out all their Christmas decorations the the day after the last uh, Halloween party. So that first week of November, they're already rolling out the big tree, all the decorations fake snow you name it so you're on par i mean i feel like you know disney you have the disney seasons with them and it's all good if you as long as you're on par with disney you cannot be judged right (laughs) so before we get super super ahead and and really dive deep into this you know holiday party um i just wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping and bring in some news um Today of the day of this recording is the 13th. Yes, it's the 13th yep. of November. Um, this morning, <clears throat> I was lucky enough to be able to go to the grand opening of Terminal 4, so DCL's new year-round home, the second home, uh, in my backyard, Port Everglades in Fort Lauderdale. It was beautiful. I am super, super excited for any future clients or returning clients to book with an FTJ agent and be able to leave out of Port, uh, the, I always want to say Port Canaveral. It's Port Everglades. Oh my goodness. Port Everglades. Um, it is gorgeous, guys. The entire inside, on top of being super, super modern, it's all Finding Nemo themed. I mean, you literally feel like you're submerged underwater. The, the whole venue is beautiful. And you know what? It's really close to an airport always a plus, right? So I'm really excited for um, the inaugural ship to, or not inaugural ship, the inaugural sailing out of Port Everglades next week, Monday. I want to say it's December 20th um, on the Disney Dream. So, you know, again, if you're interested in sailing on a Disney cruise ship, contact FTJ and we will direct you in that uh, beautiful wonderful, magical vacation. On to holiday cheer. Uh, So back to (laughs) tonight's topic of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, What is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party? Although we've kind of touched a little bit upon it, but Elise, why don't you give us a little bit of a definition? What is it? (laughs) So in the same way that Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is a separately ticketed event, on select nights during the season, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is also a specially ticketed event, meaning that you purchase a ticket outside of your park tickets or thing, you know, your um, standard package tickets. Um, they're going to start at around, um, I believe it was $159 for adults going up to $199 per adult, um, depending on what date you're attending the parties. Um, there are 25 events that you can go to, you know, picking your dates. And of course, the first party is going to be quick to sell out. Those around Thanksgiving and then usually those closest to the Christmas holiday are going to be, you know, very early to sell out. But there are still parties available to purchase tickets for. Yes. And I don't know if you mentioned it, but just so uh, our audience knows, the Mickey's Fair Merry Christmas Party for 2023 runs on select nights between November 9th, which is the one that Elise was able to go to, 
all the way until December 22nd. So there is not a Christmas party on Christmas Day. It ends a little bit before then. Uh, Disney does do other things for Christmas, but not this party. So uh, those of you that don't know, this is on option for then. <laughs> but still a great time to to go and get into the spirit of Christmas. Um, so what makes this one special and unique other than it being a holiday party? So what I think makes this one so special is, I mean, what everyone talks about is it's snowing on me. I mean, that's just the right home experience. Um, you know, the Christmas parade is beautiful. The stage shows are excellent because it's Disney and show is always going to be a priority for them. Um, special character meet and greets like you would at the Halloween party. You're going to have those um, opportunities at the Christmas party. Um, instead of trick-or-treating, you're going to go around for cookies. So, you know, the milk and cookies, hot cocoa and cookie. But I really feel like that camaraderie you feel with the people you're with on Main Street USA with the lights glowing and the parade coming through, you know, Santa's going to come by in his sleigh and you've got it snowing on Main Street. Like, it's just a beautiful, beautiful experience. I can't remember the last time I went to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party because I I was a little girl. Um, have I gone? Yes, but not not in recent years. And it's one of those things where I've always wanted to go, but Honestly, November, December is just such a crazy time for me that I'm just always trying to figure out when I can go and I never get to go. But I'm hoping, 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 hoping that sometime soon I'll be able to check it out for myself. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, just the decorations alone, even if you're just going for the day, are beautiful. But to be able to see it at night in the snow... I mean, everyone always loses their mind on social media when it comes to the snow. It just makes it magical in a different level. <laughs> well, so, I will tell you, Fairy Tale Journey Veronica already had major FOMO regarding my being there and her not. So we have pre-booked for next November. So I will send you those dates and you can just oh. mark them off and plan on coming with me next November. <laughs> I am there. Say less. Am I invited? <laughs> Come on, Brooks. <laughs> so, all right. We've got shows. We've got cookies. We've got all kinds of different goodies that are just specific to the season. But let's dive deep into these things. Um, what was your favorite thing? And then we'll go in that direction of topic. Whatever your favorite thing you're most excited about, the one thing that was that stood out the most, and we'll use that topic to go down the list. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a total fangirl, but I met Jack Skellington for the first time. And it was a walk on to meet Jack Skellington, which is unheard of. If wow. you try to meet oh, Jack in Halloween party, it is a time commitment. And I met Jack mm-hmm. with what was posted at a 35 minute wait, but I met both he and Mickey in his Christmas colors in less than 30 minutes' time. That's amazing. I remember. I remember we talked about Jack Skellington's wait time on the very first day of uh, Not So Scary. It was three hours. So the fact that you were able to walk on, and I'm assuming Jack Skellington was was in his uh, Christmas costume this time, his Santa outfit. Yes. I'm going to double back and check my photo with Jack. He asked me if I had to start decorating for Christmas yet, and I told him just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what Jack doesn't know. (laughs) He was in his 
painted costume and um, we had a, a tree very reminiscent of a tree from the film, you know, the scraggly tree. So, and he spent some time oh, talking cute. to me about what we do if we see Oogie Boogie's bugs on the <laughs> See, that's what I love about these character meet and greets that people don't always necessarily realize. It's not just about going and seeing a character and taking a picture. There are these meaningful interactions. They're playing their part. They're engaging in conversation. They're with you every step of the way where you feel like you're actually having like this meaningful moment. I mean, it is meaningful, but you know, it, it they take it one step level, one step above what you would expect with these character meet and greets because I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like even with all my experience, I still get, you know, blown away by the fact that they want to interact with you and have this conversation and, you know, make it a little bit more memorable than just taking a picture. You know what I mean? So that's really awesome. I'm glad that you had that conversation with him. <laughs> I honestly invite anyone who cares to look to go to my Facebook page, Fairytale Journeys by And that night I hugged Santa Goofy and the look on my face is just pure joy. And it wasn't like anything mocked up or, you know, I wasn't faking it. It was the photographer captured me hugging Santa Goofy. And I got the picture back and I'm like, man, that's just how I feel about Chris. Um, and so I posted it and several people talked about how it was just such a genuine emotion on my face. Um, so, I mean, I just the, the character meet and greets really are something special. And you don't really think you're going to have any giddiness about it. It's like, oh, I'm going to be a character. And then when you get up there, you you feel like a little girl singer crush or something. Like you just, my, my heart stops for a minute. I'm so excited. Um, so yes, characters were something I really went into this event looking forward to doing. Um, because I didn't get to do very many at the um, Halloween party just because the wait times were so extensive. Which is curious that the wait times for these characters might not have been as high as the other of the other party um, for Magic Kingdom. Very interesting. Although I gotta say, I mean, I I love a good costume for Halloween, but there's just something so cute about little holiday gear, you know, little scarves and the Santa hats. It's adorable. I love seeing all that. <laughs> Again, just festive. <laughs> so did you see any other characters? So I met Santa Goofy. I met Jack Skellington. And then I popped over to see Mickey um, in his you know, peppermint and green. So, and he liked my nails Amazing. that I matched my nails. So we took a selfie together along with our regular post pictures because we coordinated. Well, that just made your early nails worth it. <laughs> it um, along with those characters, I know that there's plenty more. You guys, as soon as you walk into the party, you get a brochure with all, and we, we should probably talk about the brochure in a moment here, but it'll show you all the different locations for meet and greets and the different characters that they have. Some of the other more popular, um, character meet and greets that they have that Elise, you mentioned are the seven dwarves from Snow White who are also in holiday attire. Um, who else was popular with long lines that you can recall i will tell you i arrived before the party started and it was already a 100 minute wait to see the dwarves by the time i got out of line at 7 25 from a seven o'clock party start time from meeting santa goofy the line to meet scrooge mcduck was already 120 minutes so two full hours wait to meet santa or to meet scrooge mcduck and Minnie mouse um so wow. i skipped over those um I went and did some of the um, like Instagrammable where it looks like you're in a postcard or a Christmas card. I don't know if you've seen those. Mary Stitchmas, 
with an out of this world um, stitch scene. Um, I was able to do a couple of the um, dance party kind of things because I just, I didn't commit to meeting Scrooge or the Seven Dwarfs. Um, I did hear from some agents that their clients went right at four o'clock and were able to meet the Seven Dwarfs within 35 minutes. Um, and similar stories with Jack, that some of them will start meeting at the four o'clock hour, whereas others don't start until closer to seven. That's a great tip for our audience to know that even though the party doesn't officially start at, what is it, 7 o'clock? Guests o'clock. are still in there until 6. Day guests, I mean. So the fact that, you know, ticketed guests for the special event can go in at 4 and they're already able to get in line for some of these things, huge tip. Because they get to knock out some of these things that are very important to some people. Because as we've talked about before, there's so much to do and so much that Disney offers that it's really hard to be able to see and do and try everything so this at least get at least gives people a little bit of that leeway to be able to do maybe a little bit more than they could during those official um party hours so awesome um i can't believe 120 minutes wow <laughs> i mean for scrooge McDuck, when else are you gonna I, meet? Mean, I, I mean when else are you gonna meet him true true Normally, you'll see the you know that kind of a wait time for flight of passage or you know seven dwarfs mine train. So to you know see that for a character, it just blows my mind because really, I mean, one of the biggest um, commodities of some of these special ticket events, whether it's a holiday party or even an after hours, are the low wait times. Most of the rides you walk onto, and you know, I feel like the most I ever did for Halloween was. 15, 20 minutes at most. Most of them were just a walk-on. Did you get to experience some of the rides this time and some Christmas layovers? I did not. It's a, a big regret of mine that I did not ride the Jingle Cruise. Um, that's something I'm going to have to return to the park. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted Jingle Cruise is a big one. Joke, so, um, <laughs> well, luckily, the Jingle uh, Cruise does... <laughs> Sorry, I had a client so, ask if yeah, they could. Um, th- sorry about that. It's okay. I wasn't sure which one of us was going to talk. <laughs> for for folks that will listen to this, we do record live, uh, and life happens. So <laughs> we will always be there to help Absolutely. our clients. <laughs> yes. Apologize. So the good th- the good thing about the Jingle Cruise, though, for those that don't know, is that. That specific overlay is actually there during the day just as much as it is during these special ticket events. Um, Some rides like, for instance, the teapots over at Fantasyland, they do have like some Christmas lights and some Christmas music, uh, very similar to how it is during the Halloween party. They just do a similar overlay, but obviously Christmas themed. So Definitely something fun for people to kind of look forward to if rides are their big thing when going to these Christmas or Halloween events at Magic Kingdom. Um, So other than that, let's keep the ball rolling. How about food and drinks? Was there a lot out there for food and drinks? Were there a lot of lines for that? What could you say? Honestly, it felt like the lines for food and drinks at the Christmas party were much lighter than the ones for the Halloween. So I don't know if it's where maybe the Halloween party had more new options this year or if there's just more variety at a Christmas party to where that wasn't as much of a focus. I'm not really sure what the difference was. 
Um, I did see plenty of content creators there, of course, because it was the first party. But the lines did look a lot more reasonable um, for the food options. Um, I chose to not focus on that this time. We had another agent going the following night. And so I focused on the character interactions, the parades and stage shows. Um, while that gave her the opportunity to come in the following night and really focus on food, popcorn buckets, things like that. Um, but no, it really did look like it was more um, accessible this time. That's awesome. And I mean, we know there's going to be obviously a lot of chocolate, hot chocolate, there's going to be peppermint stuff. So um, really gingerbread, all in the spirit of the Christmas holidays. Now, you mentioned the cookie stroll. Can you talk a little bit more about that for those that don't know, since it is different than obviously trick-or-treating at Halloween? So they offer the cookie stroll where you're going to go around and be able to pick up pre-packaged cookies um, in a different variety of flavors. Um, And they do offer um, dietary restriction options for those with like gluten intolerance, food allergies, that sort of thing. Um, I'm not sure if it's one of those situations where you trade in like a token or how they're operating with that one, since I did not participate in it. But, you know, we always know that Disney's so good about being inclusive and respectful of different dietary restrictions um, or intolerances, that sort of thing. So, yes, they did have the cookie stroll with a variety of different cookies at different locations. Um, Once I started seeing those photos the next day, I was regretting that that was not part of my priorities list. I should have gone with just a parade and cookies priority instead of, characters and photo spots and that sort of thing because man those cookies look delicious and since they're individually wrapped you can take them back with you it's not like you have to eat it right then um so i kind of almost feel like i should have had a trick-or-treat bag (laughs) that's adorable like we said there's just so much to do Uh, that's one of the great things that really makes these um special ticketed events such a worthwhile um you know investment because you get really just a little of everything and you get to pick and choose what means a lot to you and go in with kind of a plan maybe no plan but some ideas to what is special or important to you and you did that you were able to go and get your pictures and watch your shows I mean those shows are spectacular I would absolutely make it a priority to go and watch the parade which why don't you tell us a little bit about the parade and the shows since we're on the topic (laughs) so something I wanted to mention is that It is a really great thing that the Christmas party offers a variety of time. So just like we talked about, if you are going without small children or you have children that can stay up later for the um, second showing of the Booty You Parade, you also have that option to do a second showing of the Christmas Parade. Additionally, the Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration um, up there at the Castle Court They have four showtimes for that. So um, they're showing it at 740, 925, 1035, and 1155. Now, they were delayed um, on opening night. It was after midnight before they finally showed the uh, Most Merriest Celebration. But, I mean, four showtimes to pick from for that center stage show. Um, Having two different parade times that you can choose from. That's just fantastic. Now, there's only one set of fireworks, so you have to make that a priority. At 10 o'clock, you got to be ready for those fireworks. But you can really kind of alternate plans based on what your priority is. That's awesome. And so we've got the center stage um, and the fireworks show. What about the parade? So parade is just amazing. We'll just go ahead and just open it up. Um, I was very intentional about where I sat. And by that, I mean, 
I dedicated a portion of my time to being in that ideal spot. So I was at the end of Main Street, you know, coming from the castle towards the train station. I was right in front of the Christmas tree at the end of Main Street so that I could capture on video um, the best images with the best lighting. Um, Some other great places to go are over by the Walt statue at the hub. So that way you can watch it come around and you're going to be earlier in the parade route. If you aren't doing film or photography, if you're just there to have a great time, my family enjoys being over in Frontierland, so that way we can be amongst the first people to see a parade, and then as soon as it passes by, we go get in a line for a ride. Um, so it all depends on what your priorities are, but definitely staking out your space pretty early in the evening and having an idea where you're going to go is a really good idea. Um, I will tell you, I was sitting on the curb before they brought the rope out, so I had to like scoop back for them to be able to put the rope up. I was so much on the edge there to make sure I got my spot. Um, I was going to be viewing the 11 o'clock parade and I got my spot at 920. So I sat in that That's place. That's called for the dedication right there. <laughs> yes. But I went with an intention. That's not what I would do if I was with my family. Um, but kind of have an idea what your priorities are. Anywhere there along Main Street, you're going to see the characters, you're going to see the parade, you're going to get to see the showmanship of the dancers and different cast members that are in the parade. Um, I will tell you, Vanellope Von Sweets, that girl's a wild driver. She was serpentine up that road. So it didn't matter which side of the road you were sitting on, Vanellope was going to get up close to you. Uh, She's just a wild driver in that gingerbread (laughs) car. Wild driver. Did she Um, glitch out for you? Do it. Oh, did she glitch out? I mean, she may have. That may have been why she had those starts and stops. Seeing the um, toy soldiers was a great thing. And hearing their boots clop against the pavement um, gave me nearly the same feelings as whenever the um, grave diggers dance at the Booty You Parade. Like, I just, I love that noise on the pavement. I love that interaction, that showmanship you get with a Disney parade. Um, They had some beautiful Victorian dancers. Um, Santa, of course, was a highlight. I'll tell you too, the green army men from Toy Story coming through and their army men Jeep was, was a fun one too. That's not one that I was expecting at the Christmas parade. So to see the, t- the Toy Story characters there for Christmas and that the green army men were in their Jeep, you know, just patrolling up Main Street was a fun one. It's definitely unique. I like it though. Fits, it fits. Green, holiday colors. We'll go with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. so and I bet it was super crowded too. To... Sorry about that. Um, I was going to say the princesses were Sorry. also there in their holiday. Oh, they were probably sweating a lot. <laughs> it is still not cold here in Florida. <laughs> what is crisp air? I don't know. <laughs> so even though you want to be in like long sleeves and sweaters and, you know, really get immersed into that cold holiday and it's just not here. Not in this state. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> they need to eventually make a. Uh, <laughs> they need to eventually make like a flannel-looking fishing shirt. Columbia <laughs> needs to come out with one. There you That's go. That's funny. That's with good. the vents, the ventilated sleeves. <laughs> so, uh, man, there really is just so many different options um, for you to be able to see these different shows. But one that we haven't mentioned yet are the dance parties um, in and of itself their own type of show slash entertainment. You want to talk a little bit about that since you actually were able to 
immerse yourself in these parties this time around? <laughs> yes. So I popped into the Disney Junior Jingle Jam over at Cosmic Rays, where they had a DJ and a couple of different characters out there dancing with the kids. And I will say the thing that was so special is the characters were legitimately dancing with the kids. It wasn't for parents to just stand there and take pictures, which they could. They could step back and take pictures and video. But it was an experience for the kids. And Doc McStuffins was showing them her moves and like encouraging the kids to do the moves with her. Um, I didn't really understand why Timon was the character at the Disney Junior Party, except for maybe referencing Disney Junior's The Lion Guard. Um, But... They were having a little blast and it was so upbeat and fun and they had the party lights going. Um, So that was the Disney Junior Jingle Jam. And then I wandered over to Club Tinsel, which is, you know, the more adult party. And they had a boy band on stage and it was a good little show. They played one of their original songs, but they also played some holiday classics. Um, And at one point, they came off the stage, all five dance um, of the boy band members with roses, and they presented ladies in the audience a rose. Um, So if you watch Fairytale Journey's um, coverage of that initial party, there was a scene where one of the guys comes up and he like puts the rose towards the camera and then takes it away and winks at me. Um, I did not get that rose. He gave it to an older lady in the crowd. So a little disappointed about that. I attended Club Tinsel and left without my rose. But it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Good <laughs> time with the music. Um, it's great. Um, but they have that all decorated up. In the silvers and like the icy blues. It's a neat. It's a neat vibe over there. That's awesome. And I am looking online for those that don't know or um, are maybe wondering how long are these parties, these little live entertainment going on for? And if you actually look at your My Disney Experience app on party days, you'll be able to see the schedule on there as well. So um, we've talked a little bit about pretty much everything. I guess one more thing before we kind of dive in into what the process is getting in and getting your tickets and everything. I wanted to bring up merchandise. What do you got for us? Because there is such a fandom for all these exclusive party merchandise, holiday merchandise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it. So I'm all ears right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mouse Ears podcast and you're all ears. So I did purchase the um, new gold popcorn bucket. It's replacing last year's red popcorn bucket. And this is the one that spins and plays music. Um, and I will actually be doing a giveaway on my business page for this popcorn bucket, which can be used for holiday. Um, so I will be posting that on my business page on Wednesday when the episode drops. Um, so just to let the people know, come over to Fairytale Journey so at least I will be way of the popcorn bucket. Um, as far as just Christmas merch, um, I was able to get one of the new Disney character lounge flies. Um, you can look that up on Shop Disney. But I think my favorite character on there is that Stitch has put a green bow on the red one. You know, whenever he steals the car, he took the red one. Um, and he <laughs> soars over the crystal. He moves. Um, and then, of course, because I'm a mom of three boys, it has Huey, Dewey, and Louie on it. So that made me. But it's Aww. even got the genie, Love Pinocchio. Um, this is a really good Christmas lounge fly. You know, those can be kind of hit or miss on the designs, but this one just has so much like classic Disney love on it. It's, it's great. 
Um, I did get the party exclusive Christmas ornament, which is a little snow globe. And it says Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party 2023. Um, so that one was fun. And then they have some specialty Christmas ears and things. Um, as far as party merch, they did have a beautiful spirit jersey this year for the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party that had a, a glitter to the red spirit jersey. Um, I am a spirit jersey wearer. I am having some regrets for not purchasing it, but I knew I was going to be going to Jollywood Nights also, so I didn't want to spend all of my souvenirs budget on the first. But I don't blame you for almost getting you know, everything at the Christmas party, because it really just does seem like such a uh, fun collection. Honestly, I have friends going the first week in December. I may be Venmo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you do, please send us pictures. Uh, I definitely want to see what that Jersey looks like. (laughs) Uh, I I feel you on the spirit Jersey. I bought one on my last trip and I'm a fan. They're great. They're great. All I right, wear so them from October every day. You're doing a lot of things right, Elise. <laughs> a lot of things right. <laughs> if if it wasn't so hot in Florida every single day, I would probably wear more spirit jerseys. If I'm totally honest. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll be honest. Right now, I'm in South Carolina. I'm wearing a Mickey sweater right now, but I am also wearing shorts. <laughs> I have rocked the spirit jersey flip so, shorts before. You got to at least once. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about what makes Mickey's Very Merry so special. We've talked about the cookie stroll. We've talked about character meet and greets. We've talked briefly about uh, the um, attraction layovers, uh, some of the foods and drinks. We've talked about the shows, parades, and what they have for children. Um, I think it's time, Elise, for you to walk us through what the process is for um, entering Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. What tips do you have? Do you go in with a day ticket? Do you go in at the time of the party starts? Is there a line to get in like there was for Halloween, uh, for the Halloween party? So this is these are the things that I know our audience always love to eat up because when they're trying to plan for their trip, whether they're using an FTJ agent or not, you know, these are deal breakers for them. What is the best way to go into these parties, make the most out of everything, so on and so forth? Tell us. We got to know. So full disclosure, the entrance time for party ticket only holding guests begins at 4 p.m. So if you do not have a park pass reservation and a day ticket to the Magic Kingdom, you can begin entering at 4 With that being said, I flew in um, at 5.20 a.m. out of Nashville headed to Orlando. That meant I had to be up at 3 a.m. And that's with staying at an airport resort or at an airport hotel. So I went from Nashville to MCO and then was at the Magic Kingdom by 930 that morning um, and dropped my bags off at Bell Services. I stayed at Old Key West, which was the first time at that resort for me. Check-in at Deluxe Resorts does not begin till 4 p.m. It's 3 p.m. at Values and Moderates, 4 p.m. for Deluxes. So my room was not ready until nearly four o'clock. I left Magic Kingdom to go back to my resort, charge my phone, and be able to change into my party gear. It took about an hour for Bell Services to bring my bag. So I did not arrive to the party until 6, 6.30, which is not my ideal time. Uh, My husband joked with me I should have just turned my daytime shirt inside out and gone to the party that way. No, I had a party (laughs) shirt and I had party. That would have been the perfect. That would have been the perfect reasoning to get the spirit jersey. Brooks, 
you're a thinker and I like it. Um, so I was late getting there compared to what my normal arrival time for a party. Um, I will say my intentions were to go into the park using my park ticket and then go to one of the pickup stations inside because typically that's a quick route. You know, when you're thinking about arriving at 3, 3.30 to get in line for that 4 o'clock entry, you know, from 4 to 5 p.m., it's a madhouse to get your, t- you know, to get your bracelet. But when I scanned in, it immediately scanned me in for the party and they were putting a bracelet on my arm before I even re- realized what was going on. I was like, I'll go to one of the stations. They're like, no, 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 here. Um, again, it was like they did this year for the Mickey's um, Not So Scary Halloween Party in that we had a fabric bracelet that tightened up. Changing colors from night to night. My bracelet was white. I noticed that the bracelets the following night were a light blue. So that's how they're going to be able to make sure you're not reusing a bracelet. Is Every party night is going to have a different color. Um, so you receive your bracelet. Go in. Get a brochure. Um, and then from there, you're going to walk that same entry path like you would at a Halloween party. They're going to have cast members with you know paddles and waving at you to go through the entrance. Um, off of Main Street there. And that's where you're going to start just seeing all the things they've done to prepare. I took a great video of a snowflake angel on stilts that lit up. Like you just, it's just, you're, you're here and it's extra. Um, and that is the point at which normally you would be getting a goodie bag at a Halloween party. You're going to receive your special party. Um, so you get a free metal ornament that says Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party on it. And it has a little tag on it. This is 2023. Yes, I bought the party exclusive ornament, even though I got a free ornament because that's how much I Christmas. Um, so once you get past that, you're going to start seeing all the special party things. Um, to the right-hand side after you exit that point is going to be the first of the um, photo pass stands where they have the big setups to make it look like you're inside a Christmas card. Um, I used that photo stand. I also went and saw the Mary Stitchmas one over in Tomorrowland. Um, so there are options. If you're a day guest and you don't leave or you're a day guest that comes back and it's wild at 4 o'clock and you don't want to go through that line, Go ahead and go in and go to one of the alternate stands. If you've only purchased tickets for that night or you had a base park ticket and went to a different park that day, then utilize your party ticket. Um, so there's just a couple of different ways you can do it. Um, like I said, with my arrival time at 6 for a 7 o'clock party start time, I breezed right in. And do you feel like there were long lines inside the park for people trying to transition from the day to the night party and getting their bracelets or no? Were those lines typically yeah. on the lower end? That's awesome. It, it very That's awesome. much felt. I know it was a sold out part. And I don't know if it's because it's more expansive at a Christmas party, if that makes sense. Like there's just so much to choose from. It wasn't overwhelming crowds. And that's something we always talk about too is a sold out party is still lighter than a typical day. That, you know, they limit the number of guests allowed. So even when it's a sold out party, it is still very manageable. Um, I know back in August, we took a picture of me and it's a picture of me in front of Cinderella Castle. I'm sitting um, crisscross applesauce and there's not a single person. I have that beautiful picture with the castle behind me and not a soul. Um, so a party time is a really good time to go and do that photography or to, like you said, go utilize short wait times for rides, things like that. Um, not every ride will be open. Not every restaurant will be. Um, I use the porch of Crystal Palace to do some of the photography for the party merch items because there was no one there and the lighting was really good. 
Um, so just kind of, you know, the park during a party is not the same operation as a park during the daytime, but it's very, very close. And the special options are what draw you to it, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. So quick question. You mentioned Crystal Palace and I didn't ask this earlier. Can you explain to us and our audience a little bit about how to manage sit-down restaurants, quick service? Is there mobile order? What do people do for the party? Or are they just going to little kiosks everywhere and trying some of the holiday stuff? Or do people actually sit down at restaurants? So the only two table service restaurants open during the party are Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest Restaurant. Beyond that, you're going to have some of the um, uh, quick service options are going to be available. Pecos Bills will be one because they always have a party exclusive food item and you cannot order that before party start. Um, and then also Cosmic Rays is going to be open. They have the the Disney Junior Dance Party going on, but they're also still serving. Um, places like the Friars Nook are going to be open. Um, the Cheshire Cafe, um, that Storybook Treats is going to be open, that sort of thing. But places like Skipper Canteen, the Plaza, Tony's Town Square, um, the Crystal Palace, those are all going to be closed. Um, so if you want to eat those kinds of meals, you need to have a advanced dining reservation at those table service meals for before six o'clock or, you know, right at six o'clock. Um, so you can finish your meal and then, you know, kind of get onto the party. Um, my strategy is almost always that I do a quick service meal in the last hour before the party, before they turn off mobile ordering. Mobile ordering is not a feature during the Halloween or during the parties. Um, much the same, like lightning lane is not available during a party. Um, your genie plus does not work during that time. You're going to just be doing standby lines at the ride. You're going to be in standby lines to order. Your um, so that's just something to kind of plan on. Um, I know we're not talking about Jollywood nights during this episode, but that was something we did as a strategy on Saturday night is that we all went and ate at Backlot Express so that we were close to all the Jollywood nights features, but we got a meal in before they shut off mobile ordering. And you mentioned lightning lanes. Uh, are they doing the virtual queue for Tron this time around for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party or no? Yes, I believe they were. I believe it started at 8 o'clock or maybe it was 6 o'clock for that one. Over at Jollywood Nights, they did a uh, virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance. And I believe there was a virtual queue for Tron. I can't remember for sure what time that started. I would I would lean I on it being 6, six o'clock. I believe it's yeah. 6 also. Um, so... And that will only work for guests with a ticket loaded in their MD. Hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the brochure that they give you and what are some of the elements to be able to basically plan out your uh, your night. So I actually have one of the brochures here in front of me. And this year's was a little different. They did it as a vertical spread, which is completely different than any I've seen in the past. Um, so when you open it, you're going to get recommendations for those different things. So specialty food and beverages is a section. Entertainment is a section where it's going to give you all those show time. Um, character greetings. It gives you an idea of looking for those different photo pass photographers with the magic shots. Um, and some of those are party exclusive. Um, and just giving you an idea of what time things happen. 
Um, and then some things end at a certain time. So if you haven't picked up your complimentary holiday ornament by 8 p.m., then you're kind of out of luck. You needed to have gotten it within the first hour of the actual party being started. Um, remember, you could have gotten it as early as 4 p.m. So it's not like they're only giving people one hour to pick um, so going beyond that, they give you a map of you know the Magic Kingdom, showing you where the different things are and what's going on, uh, character meet and greets, that sort of thing. Um, and then giving you an idea, too, about um, which rides are accessible, which ones are going to be um, available to be um, utilized during the, uh, the party. And you mentioned magic shots. Did you get around to taking any and utilizing those this time around for this party by any chance? I'm trying to think. I got magic shots over at Hollywood Studios. At Magic Kingdom, the ones I did were all those um, like Instagrammable photo booth kind of mm-hmm, setups. Mm-hmm. Not a photo booth, but you know, like, because, um, it makes you look like you're in a Christmas yeah, card. It's a well. whole setup. It's a whole setup. <laughs> um, so I did those. Um, I think that's the only ones I did, to be honest. I didn't stop on Main Street and get any photos of myself. Um, just to let the audience know, I was solo for this trip. Um, whereas when I went in August, I had other agents to walk around and visit with. So I didn't feel like jumping into too many photos by myself. I got a few. I showed off my ears, you know, that kind of thing. Got some photos for my business page. Um, but to just go and take <laughs> pictures by myself was not priority. Hey, you went in with a plan. There's nothing wrong with that if pictures weren't, you know, your priority. (laughs) It is impossible to do everything that is offered in any of these parties in a single. You can't see it all, do it all, eat it all, buy it all. Like, you just can't. Um, So going in and knowing what your priorities are is very, very important. For me, I wanted to have time to walk around and look at my... um, And I did some shopping for myself and for some friends. So it... It was a priority of mine to do that. It, you know, I took the time to go to those dance parties because that's something I had missed out on before. But, but no, you are completely right. You can't see or do it all. You have to know what's going to be important to you. And I think that's where using a travel agent is so important. So that way they can guide you and talk to you about going into this, making the most of it for your individual family or for your individual travel group. Um, I never want people to leave with a sense of FOMO. Um, or a sense of regret. I want them to always go and say, man, I got to do more than I planned. That's what I want to see. Absolutely. And, and hear from my clients. So um, that's just one of those benefits. And I, I will disclose to the audience. I used a fairytale journeys travel agent prior to my first family vacation to Walt Disney World was magical. And it was because of a special age. Makes a difference. Makes a difference. I know uh, my clients are traveling to, you know, this holiday season and going to these specialty parties. I advise them, you know, I understand perfectly that you want to try and do everything, but just in case you can't, because it's a very high possibility that there's just going to be so much going on that you at least jot down like the three things, the top two or three things that are important that you don't, that you don't want to leave that park without doing, because then you will really feel like you're just, you didn't do enough or you get that extreme FOMO. Um, I know that happened with me with the Halloween party. There was this one particular treat I was trying so hard to get and I didn't get around to eating it. And I felt like, darn it, (laughs) it was the one food I wanted to try and I didn't. And it really, really sucks. So, um, you know, you don't want to be over the top with planning you want to leave room for spontaneity, but just having those priorities, you know, set in your in the back of your mind before going. I mean, what's wonderful is that the brochure is so easy, you know, 
so accessible. It's easy to follow. It's very detailed without being, you know, over the top. It's what you need, very clear cut, everything. I mean, what more could you ask for? Truly. And I, I totally agree with you there about having your list of my family calls it must do's. Each member of our family gets to say what their must-do item is. And the must-do is the thing of, if I were to go and leave without doing this thing, it would put a tarnish on the... Tr- um, so we always give the example of, it would be a great day at Hollywood Studios, but man, I wish we rode rides at the resistance to this trip. We're not going to go and not ride that ride. Like, that's just... We're not going to... And so we go around the family, and each person gets to pick their must-do. And it can be a food, it can be a ride, it can be a character, whatever your must-do is. And we make sure everyone's one must-do item gets taken because we're not going to have any one family member leave with regret. And then after that, anything we get taken, you know, are able to do after the must-dos, that's just icing on the cake. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> My must-do is always get a Joffrey's coffee. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. So my boys are so experienced now that I let them all list their must-dos first because most of them have a must-do that's one of my must-dos. So I get to say my must-do because they have some of the same. So I get several of mine taken care of because I've raised these boys right. They're not allowed to hear this episode. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you raise your damn um, children correctly, one of them will say Haunted Mansion is one of their must-dos and then you don't have to use it as one of yours. <laughs> so then you get a dull whip and Haunted Mansion. Train. Train child to like same rods as you do. <laughs> Take the notes. Yes. Parenting advice in the Disney's very, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party episode. <laughs> so, Elise, do you have any other tips um, that you think that people should know about before going or planning a trip to Magic Kingdom during the holiday season? You definitely want to know when those parties are, even if you don't plan on attending a party. Because you don't want to choose Magic Kingdom for being your date if you are looking forward to seeing the fireworks. Um, There is a lot of disgruntled people every year that did not know they were going to have to leave the parks by 6 p.m. Because they didn't purchase a separately ticketed event ticket. So I personally always like to start and end my trip at Magic Kingdom. But if I weren't going to a party, I would have to know I'm either going to leave at 6 and it's okay because I was going to have lighter crowds that day. People, you know, there tends to be a lighter crowd um, during the daytime of a party day. And you have to be okay with that. Or you have to be okay with the leaving at six. If not, if you are going and that's your only Magic Kingdom day during the trip, you need to make sure you're putting that on a day that is not a party day. So that you can have that traditional Magic Kingdom experience and be able to see the fireworks. Um, I know that's a big issue. Um, So that's something you need to know about going to the Magic Kingdom during this holiday season. Um, another thing is if you have time, take a ride on the monorail and go visit some of those deluxe resorts and look at their Christmas decorations, especially that gingerbread house over at the Grand Floridian. Um, whether you go by the monorail or if you want to take one of the ferry boats over, you can always go and do quick service at one of these resorts or like Brooke said, grab a coffee. Um, but take the time to look <laughs> at those. Um, I also encourage you outside of the Magic Kingdom things, go do the Christmas tree stroll over at Disney Springs. Um, There's so much holiday extra at Walt Disney World during the holiday season. Not all of it comes up at the same time, 
Um, I know when I was down there on the ninth, I saw the pieces and parts of the Christmas trees on the uh, flatbed trucks in the parking lot at, at Disney Springs where they were putting in the trees for the um, the Christmas tree stroll. Um, so it's not all going to be up by that first party. Um, just like the festival, the holidays doesn't start until a later date. At Ep- But if you are there during these times, look into it a little bit. Do a little research and see about all the special things. Um, like I mentioned, the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian. You're also going to have some gingerbread um, structures over at Beach Club. Um, and the tree at Wilderness Lodge is something to pop over and see. Whether that means you're going to make a table service meal for storybook dining at Artist Point or go over to um, oh this, the one that does the breakfast skillets. It's escaping me the name. You guys know what I'm saying. I about. just, I know exactly what you're talking about. And the worst part is I just saw someone who was there for breakfast this morning. Oh, I know what oh, you're talking you about. It's all good. <laughs> you know, whether you're a meal um, just to make it a point to get over there and see some of those decorations, Animal Kingdom Lodge is also known for its exotic and beautiful, you know, Christmas decor. Um, there's a lot of ways to truly embrace your love of the holidays at Walt Disney World. And um, I went this weekend and just really tried to embrace that and live it up. Oh, real quick, something that I hear a lot about is sometimes families will want to do a Christmas trip to Walt Disney World, especially in lieu of gifts. And some of the family members push back and say, but what about Christmas meals? Like, I want my Christmas dinner. You can have both. Um, I ate lunch at Liberty Tree Tavern there in the Magic Kingdom where they serve a holiday meal year round. Um, And so that is an option. Also, a lot of times the um, resorts quick service will offer like a Thanksgiving turkey dinner on Thanksgiving Day. Or they're going to offer a like ham and, you know, kind of Christmas meal. So you can go and do your Disney vacation and still get a taste of home in the holidays um, and have those traditional holiday favorite foods. Well, all I got to say is it's Whispering Canyon. That's the restaurant. Thank you. (laughs) Whispering Canyon Cafe. (laughs) I had to look it up. It was going to drive me crazy, too. (laughs) But uh, jokes aside. I was going to say, oh, there's always too much. I mean, (laughs) it's so easy to get tongue tied. I know I always do. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you, Elise, for joining us this evening for all your great tips. Honestly, uh, (laughs) it's, I just feel so lucky that we're able to have you come on because you go to all the first of the seasons of everything that happens at Walt Disney World. And it's just amazing that you're able to go and come back and kind of report for us and give the audience some tips that I know that they absolutely love to listen to when either planning their own trips or, you know, planning it with their travel agent. Because I don't think that people realize too that just because you use a travel agent doesn't mean that you're not going to be immersed in the experience uh, or in the planning if that is something that you want to do. Um, we can take the reins 100% or we can only do the, f- you know, 1% to 5% if that's what it is that you want for your trip. So um, once again, Elise, it's been nothing but a pleasure having you on and listening to your stories and you know the fact that you were you did a solo trip which is awesome I mean look at all the stuff that you got done with the solo trip that people don't realize you know 
is Disney awesome to do with your family, with your friends, with your partner? Yes, of course. But doing it as a solo trip, I personally love solo trips too. And I get to do so much of the things that I maybe can't do, you know, with a bigger crowd. So um, super, super insightful. So thank you. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you for having yes, me back. Thank you. Absolutely. Anytime. Yeah, seriously. So um, I guess that about does it for this episode, um, this very jolly and merry episode on Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, <laughs> don't forget to join our Mouse Ears Podcast Facebook group and our Instagram page, Mouse Ears Blog, for all the latest news, episode details, pictures, polls, conversations, you name it. It's going to be there, and we're always having active conversations, whether it's, do you want to buy the red jersey, or should we pass on that? <laughs> Those are the kinds of conversations that we have um, over on our Facebook group. Um, also, you know, if you're interested in having one of our wonderful agents book your next trip, just visit fairytaledjourneystravel.com or send us a DM. Remember, guys, this is November. There's still some time for any last minute holiday trips or maybe a trip for a Christmas present. So if that's one of you, if you're not sure what you want to do, but a trip might be on the horizon, where can they find you uh, if they want to book with you? Brooks? So they can find me on Facebook at Fairytale Journeys by Brooks. You can find me on Instagram and on TikTok, FTJ by Brooks. And Joffrey's, may I say, drinking the nice Mickey and Minnie's Winter Wonderland blend tonight. Ooh. You can find me, FTJ by Brooks at gmail.com. De- uh, talk about tongue tied. FTJ by Brooks at gmail.com. It's coffee is delicious. It just melts your mouth. <laughs> Elise, what about you? <laughs> I am available on Facebook at uh, Fairytale Journeys by Elise, and my name is spelled A L Y S E. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok as FTJ by Elise. Um, or you can email me at FTJ by Elise at gmail.com. I also have a website, awesome, but I don't awesome. have that very often. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you're always uploading pictures whether it's to your social media or even sending it out to fairy tale journeys to post on their um instagram and facebook page which by the way for all of the audience listening you can always follow their instagram and facebook page fairy tale journeys travel um as well always any agent that is traveling posting content you can find it there not just ours which is really really awesome and lastly, if you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook at Fairytale Journeys Travel by Stephanie Perrette Gentile or on Instagram at FTJ by Stephanie PG. Um, other than that, I wish everyone, I know this is a little bit, you know, this, this is a Christmas episode, but I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving because by the time this episode drops, it'll be Thanksgiving week. So happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays to everyone. And we're looking forward to uh, joining you in your mouse ears real soon. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone and good night and happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>